Hello and welcome to the DJ Force 10 in Conversation podcast, episode 118. And to continue my special lockdown consecutive shows, I bring you this week Amaya from the group Maud the Moth. Uh, they are a, um, a group out of, well, originally she's from Spain, but she's based in Scotland right now. And um, yeah, it's an incredibly haunting, atmospheric, really, really beautiful music that she makes. Um, so do check it out if you like that kind of like dark wave, kind of piano-based synth rock type thing. Oh, it's absolutely brilliant. I love it. And um, yeah, that's why I have her on the show. Uh, we'll go into more details during that, but she does have a new single out right now called As Below, As Above, So Below. Let's see if I can get that out. Um, and uh yeah she's got an album on the way as well um so do keep an eye out for that um do check her music out there's a couple of live casts she's been doing and they just sound absolutely wonderful um but yeah apart from that thank you for last week with the enter shikari um podcast and the uh august burns red both widely received and um again good feedback um but yeah that's that's uh i just want to give another shout out to you lovely people that have been listening and i hope this is uh given your lockdown or quarantine or whatever you're doing right now in whatever part of the world you are uh a little bit of uh, a little bit of something to do really um, but I'm going to continue along this week. I have many, uh, in fact, every day this week we have a podcast coming. So uh, to sort of give you a taste, uh, tomorrow should be Psycho Stick. And then we've got Our City Fires. Tomorrow is Lost. And then we're going to end the week with Gus G of Firewind. He is formerly of Ozzy Osbourne as well, um, but he is an absolute maestro of a guitar player. Um, but yeah, um, right now we are going to speak to Amaya from Maud the Moth. Enjoy. On today's show, I have uh, Amaya from uh, Maud the Moth. Welcome. Thank you. Oh, no problem <laughs> at all. Um, so, uh, yeah, welcome to the show. We're here to talk about uh, your music, um, of which, uh, first off, I just want to say is absolutely beautiful. Um, oh, thank you so much. When uh, when your people approached me for, for like interviews and things like that, I, I went and obviously listened. <laughs> And just blindly say yes. Um, <laughs> Which is not something that can be taken for granted. <laughs> no, no, exactly. Part, I mean. <laughs> I've, I've done that before and regretted it, you see. so. Um, um, but no, I must say it's absolutely beautiful music you make. It's so atmospheric and, and um, just sort of like really haunting. It's full of drama. It's full of, you know, just I, that. Yeah, the only way I could really sums it all up is beautiful. So thank you <laughs> excellent and and you've got um i mean you've got a couple of albums out but you've got a new album coming um mm-hmm. it is out in may may the first well yeah um kind that of. was the uh that is that is the idea um obviously uh with the current situation um i think most musicians were in like a relatively wonky position where yeah Things are being pushed back. Um, at the moment, uh, that idea, that, that date was like um, placed there because I had a couple of really cool gigs coming up, mm. uh, including uh, support for Jarbo in London. Oh, wow. And um, uh, it was also taking into account the amount of time that the vinyls are go- and the CDs were going to take to be pressed. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the factories <laughs> like got... Um, 
more important things to do at the moment, uh, including uh, not dying. Yes. Uh, so, so uh, <laughs> kind of like cutting them some slack with that. And uh, we'll, we'll, well, I guess we'll see. I, I, I think everybody's being really understanding with the situation. So, yeah, it's all a bit like um, in the air and yeah. uh, different from, I don't know, I guess what we're all used to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if there's any consolation, you're not alone in this. I've, I've interviewed. I know, I know. It's been, it's been <laughs> a good time for me to do interviews. I'll tell you that because a lot of you guys are at home. So, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's got to be a sort of a real sort of kicker at the moment. Um, but it kind of gives you, uh, I don't know, it's, it's a weird thing. It can kind of prepare you for most things now. Um, I guess uh, as a musician, you end up being prepared for most things. Yeah, there is especially that if you've been on, especially if you've been ever been on tour. Yes, uh, I definitely. mean, it just kind of really, really builds up your character. It does. It does. Uh, <laughs> it, it really builds the uh, building. Uh, was it um, dealing with ambiguity and, and yeah, areas yeah. and such? What so and the the unexpected. So um, yeah, I, I I was talking to this friend yesterday, and I told her that. We have the saying in Spain, which is like uh, when like everybody's doing like crap, like then that's like um, like a like a stupid person's consolation. I don't know if that makes sense. Like it's like a very, <laughs> very <laughs> loose translation. So kind of like if everybody's fucked up, you're like you're la- you're la- allowed. You're not allowed to be like comforted by that because that's like just kind of giving up on hope yeah but i actually think that like i don't really agree with that uh and uh, i mean, it's not obviously i'm not like happy that everybody's screwed but it does really put things into perspective and um you know like the fact that i've had festivals and some gigs cancelled uh doesn't even compare with like some of my friends who've had like whole european or worldwide tours cancelled and we're all in this together and uh i think it's like pretty amazing how people are reacting or yeah. most people are reacting to each other and i don't know i mean it's yeah it's i'm obviously disappointed that all the gigs have been pushed back and like i can't do the things that i've been planning for so long but i don't know i'm also having the opportunity to like focus on i was i started writing another album uh, other releases that i wanted to work on so you just like shuffle things around and uh, try to focus on the things that you can do rather than like just kind of sulk. Yeah, no, and- definitely. Definitely. <laughs> you have to, I mean, you have to keep your brain active for one. Yeah, sure. Um, that's the one thing I've found um, being sort of on lockdown with me and my family. It's sort of keeping everyone occupied because um, they all know it's outside the norm um, and things like that. And the fact that they can't go out, the fact they can't see their friends, um, it's quite a, uh, it's quite a sort of um, quite, uh, mentally challenging for them um mm. but the the fact of like being a creative like yourself it's it's you do have that kind of like opportunity to really you know put that put that sort of like talent or your your passion to the test um going through something like this you know you, you're in kind of a forced lockdown you're um you know you've got you've got the the sort of um the instruments if you will to do what you need to do um, it's just sort of whether or not you can get your brain in gear and sort of say, cause you're now forced <laughs> to do it. Yeah. You know, it's not like where you can kind of not put it off, but you can go off and, and do something else to kind of get away from it. But you kind of know it's always there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think that like, you know, with, with arts in general, like, um, lots of people have this kind of idea that it's like this magical inspiration that suddenly like 
dawns over you like some magical mist. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it really, it really isn't. Like it's like 90 percent just sitting, just getting at it and like plowing on. And uh, then magically, you do sometimes get ideas, but I think it's mostly just like random random sounds that just get like um I, I think the the artist's work is more like um like a curator or like a, or or you're just like a, you're just boycotting certain things like you're like oh this idea is crap that's totally not going in there but it's like oh, i'll generate some more ideas maybe one of this will kind of like <laughs> will not be crap so um you just keep doing that and if you do it enough times you've got an album so yeah, yeah. it's very true it's very true one of my writer friends had um like when they started out, they said they just started to write something every day, even yeah. if it was just like a sentence. And then that, that sentence turned into a paragraph, that paragraph sure, turned yeah. into a page. And eventually they had, you know, the makings of a story. Hmm. And and they, they've now had books published and stuff like that, which is fantastic, you know. And that, that's how they started. It was just like, and this is what I've kind of like been saying to a few people as well, just saying, look, just do something every day that you wouldn't hmm. normally have the time to do. Um and by the end of it, you will be one better at it, but you might have found something out you didn't know before. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. So um, I just want to get a little bit of history on your, on your uh, I'll call it a band or a solo project. Kind of both, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it has actually been um, both. Uh, I guess initially um, it was created as a solo project because mm. um, when I started, I had just, um, I was, I had been in this rock band for like six years and it just dissolved. Um, so then I took up this project, which I had really had like from my teenagehood, like it's something that I've been writing songs for and, uh, like the whole concept of it was just kind of like alter ego, I guess. But, uh, I've always really, and I still do like enjoy playing music with other people very much. So I think initially I really wanted to make it into a band. Yeah. Um, so there were people like who came and like came in and then left and uh the 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 project changed a lot uh well some sometimes it would just wouldn't work uh also the idea of having like i don't know it's like it's something that is so focused on like my um compositional ideas mm. that it's hard to find people who want to like slot into that you know like it's yeah. Uh, anybody who has bands uh, understands or even like in any kind of like team working situation that um, people want to feel like they are part of something and they're contributing. And there's like a lot of like ego management, yeah. a lot of like, you know, finding. Yeah. And uh, so it's it's always really, really complicated to find people who kind of fit the per the picture perfectly, mm. I think. And um in the last year, especially because I was in Edinburgh, I was like quite isolated. The violinist left. Uh, he lives in London now. And uh, I kind of like decided just to go for, for it on my own, which was the initial idea. Okay. So at the moment, the live part of, uh, the, of the project is quite different from the album. Yeah. I still use like a lot of live looping and, um, and so on. So it, it's not just piano and vocals, but, but it is much more naked, much more raw than the actual album, um, the, the studio material. Yeah. And people could check that out because as I was sort of researching doing this beforehand, <laughs> um, I did come across the, the, the video of the live stream you did on the 29th. Oh, yeah, this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this weekend. And, um, yeah, that was amazing. It was like, like you said, it was like you mentioned the looping. It was a great use of that 
Um, yeah. I was like, I've, I've seen like uh, rappers. I've seen um, <laughs> uh, obviously there's some like pop musicians that kind of do it as well uh, or have done it on the sort of like live scale, but it's always kind of basic guitar tapping. And then, you know, mm. but what, what I was seeing from you was like vocal harmonies and, and all that kind of stuff going on. And I thought that was amazing. Yeah, I think um, I, I've always approached, I've always really been really, really interested in looping and I am on like my fourth looper, I believe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually moved into like a non-looper situation where I just do it all out of Ableton Live. Okay. Uh, I just haven't yet mastered that. So the the one that I showed in the streaming video was the one, the setup that I was touring with uh, last year. Um and I think that like looping is really cool, but it should never take control over the song yeah. or like the performance. And I do agree that a lot of um, looping videos, especially like like showcasing looping videos that you see, they're just kind of like very blocky. Like you make a harmony and then you just or you just make a melody or a bass and then you just like keep repeating the same thing over and over again, mm -hmm. building multiple instruments. Yeah. So you're just ultimately limited to having. Uh, an ABAB song, even if you have like loopers that can deal with multiple uh, multiple channels, uh, then you always end up with a repeating structure, like a very pop structure, which I am uh, not very much a fan of in my <laughs> in my music. So really, <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, I don't know. I, I I do. I have had to like play around quite a lot with um, the the with loopers and i think they're an amazing tool but um yeah you have to be a bit careful to not let them take control yeah yeah there is <laughs> there is such a thing as overusing it um to sort of like you know i guess minimize what you do or minimize what you have to remember but um no what the way you used it was great i really love the um i love the single you released the as um oh, as above so below I almost got that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great, that was the first thing I heard of yours. And like I said, that was really haunting and, and quite dramatic and yet relaxing as well, which was yeah. fantastic. Um, but I really enjoyed um, The Mirror Door as well, which was the other one of the tracks you played uh, on that yeah. live stream. That was uh, that was a bit of like, uh, <laughs> unex <laughs> yeah, it wasn't planned. I, I just really love that song so much. And um I just wanted to play it. it. That is in the album. That is unreleased at the moment. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, by PR um, standards, uh, it shouldn't be there. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Who, well, who cares? these times, it doesn't matter. Who cares? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, so I, I did have a sort of question about what your plans are. But obviously, they've all been kind of, like, pushed back um, with everything that's going on. But, like, yeah. what... Um, is it still are you still planning to have it released on the may 1st like as a digital format uh i think it might be pushed back okay. um till june till june so okay. uh, the yeah because the main idea of having like an online even if it's an online release is that people can at least like do pre-orders yes yeah uh obviously because i've i'm a, I'm a diy artist so i've invested like <laughs> all my life savings on this yes <laughs> so uh there needs to be you know as 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 uh as much as you want to be like oh just put it out there and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i guess you kind of like need to have a bit of a structure with uh, with releases yeah so um yeah my uh so so he like my pr he advised that we pushed it a bit back and i think he's that's probably a wise idea yeah no, uh, you're probably that, you're definitely right on that front especially if you're especially, sorry yeah <laughs> i was gonna say especially if you're releasing it yourself um 
and you are putting your own sort of money on the line you need that money to be or you need that to be channeled properly yeah. on that front um i've i've come from a sort of diy background when it comes to music and things obviously i didn't have this sort of situation to deal with but i know the sort of like the financial part of it um mm. very well <laughs> yeah yeah, so yeah of course. It, it's it's i can definitely see why that's a, it's a wise move on the sort of like on that front i think to to push it back yeah. um because i think it is something that does need um that that sort of like definite concentration where you can actually do something afterwards as well because if you're releasing physical product obviously if you, you've got cds are you doing vinyl as well yeah i am yeah. Yeah, yeah so um you know especially with vinyl all the sort of like vinyl stores are closed for instance um mm. and yeah that must be quite quite difficult but obviously if you can get it like if you can push it back then yeah yeah so. I mean, I wouldn't want to push it back until like a year, you know, something absurd yeah. like that. But um, I think like one month or a couple of months might be like the benefit is worth the wait. Yeah, especially when um, you started the, the sort of press role, like you're doing this interview right now, for instance. But especially if you started that side of things, you, you know, we can, yeah. you know, we obviously uh, as a sort of like person within the sort of, I guess, I guess a journalist of some kind. Um, it was, um, I can hold on to this if we need to, uh, we can delay it if we want to. Um, so, you know, I can be flexible, uh, as well, uh, if, if that's needed, um, yeah. on that front. But, um, I was going to say, we're gonna, let's, let's talk a bit about the album. Um, cause we haven't really got, we've talked about, uh, one of the songs already, the as above, so below. Um, uh-huh. but the album's called orphan. Um, and um yeah can you tell us like a bit more about the sort of like concept of the album or um what we can expect from it uh-huh so i find that like um i can i'm kind of like obsessed with this uh idea of uh um uprootedness and like belonging or homes like what what does a concept what does a home mean you know like yeah. as rather like a, a house um and uh in this in this album um the so the title uh it's mashing up a couple of ideas uh there's this like orphne is actually like uh this nymph that lived in the underworld okay but uh i was reading this book uh on um like female in uh uh like ancient civilizations like in greek and roman civilization or even earlier than that um and uh, I just found it really, really interesting, and and that that like a lot of these uh, cultural components like have influenced um, the society that we have right now, and like um, a lot of like the ex- societal expectations that there's uh, upon that are laid upon women as well, mm-hmm. especially like in um, in like Spanish society, for example, that I think it's still quite sexist. Uh, compared to like more North European countries. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was reading about this and uh, I found really interesting that uh, that name from this nymph came from the root orphan, which actually means like uh, absence of light or uh, absence of the of the father. So it was like this idea of the father being the light. Yeah. And uh, I just found that extremely sexist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but also, yes, but also really interesting, you know, like the idea of like having this, like your, your, your parents being like this light that's kind of like guiding you into the world. And, um, 
yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it was it was all like a big mash of concepts and ideas that kind of really tapped into this path of like uprootedness that I've kind of like been drawing, I guess, with my music. Uh, my first album was called Home Futile Home. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> then the second one, uh, yeah, and they've all been written in like moments where I've just kind of like since I left home, I've just kind of been a bit of a nomad. Like I lived in Southampton for a bit, then I lived, moved to Edinburgh. And uh, so it's just kind of like this eternal emigrant kind of okay. um, point of view uh, where you just carry like this cultural baggage, which yeah, isn't always like, sometimes it's positive. A lot of the times it's negative to which extent it becomes like part of who you are. It's kind of up for debate, I guess. Mm. It just kind of never, never stop evolving. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know, like this, this album kind of draws, uh, this, all of these ideas, uh, of, or like individual development into a kind of like, um, a little world, like a self-contained world. Okay. Uh, where parts of, um, of the, like, I don't know, some, like, for example, some of the, some of the, um, uh, feelings of trauma that people might have are kind of ref- like reflected like as the underworld. Yeah. Or and uh, I like that idea as well. That's taken from uh, Greek mythology that like the underworld was just like indirect contact with the with reality. Mm. Uh, so there was this this contact of like being like dying and being reborn constantly, you know, like you are just not, you're not really separated with it. It's something that forms part of daily life. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it kind of like reflect, uh, like the, the last years of my life, like all the processes that I've gone through, uh, that I've been dealing with like some personal issues and stuff. And it's just helped me to see it like that. Yeah. Um, as a kind of like, um, like a fable almost where you can put like a face onto a problem that you can't really pinpoint exactly, but you make a song and it's now like this person, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and it's kind of like almost therapeutic. It's like a purging. Uh, I find that like music is to me like just something to purge stuff out. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so yeah, I guess this like album reflects quite a lot, my, the last four or five years of my life and what I've gone through. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Um, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's like, it, I don't know what else to say from it. So <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. Um, so what, what brought you to England just out of interest? I mean, obviously, um, you are sort of native of Spain, um, <laughs> but you said you lived in Southampton and now, um, now up in Edinburgh. Um, but yeah, what brought you here? What was the, um, so, uh, after I finished my undergrad, I, um, I landed in this, like in the middle of this massive crisis in Spain. Um, so I was like, not really very excited with like the professional opportunity that I was getting. Okay. Uh, I was actually, uh, contrary to, um, popular belief in paying my rent off playing gigs <laughs> rather than my degree. <laughs> Uh, so I decided to, to do, uh, a master's on something that would kind of like stem from what I'd studied and, uh, I was like more excited about. So, uh, so that was acoustics and okay. I started a master 
doctors there and I got an Erasmus uh, program and I got um, I could have gone to Denmark or the UK but because I wanted to I don't know I've always like listened to lots of bands from the UK and I kind of like was very interested in the musical scene here okay um, so that kind of made the choice for me and uh, that's yeah so I I moved to Southampton I was uh, did my master's in uh, ISVR which is um, a really cool acoustics uh, uh, center down there yeah and then while i was there i just met a bunch of people who were doing phds and i was like oh okay i could do one of these <laughs> <laughs> little did i know <laughs> but yeah well, i was uh, still like in my very very naive state of like thinking phds were like just uh, a walk in the park and just like really nice and cool and you just got to hang out with your friends in your office all day long <laughs> I applied for one in Edinburgh in musical acoustics, and I got it. So I moved here, um, and uh, yeah, that's been quite quite an experience. <laughs> I finished now, so now just doing music, um, and uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. No, that's awesome. That's also I don't live too far from Southampton, so um, cool. <laughs> I'm up uh, sort of the Surrey area of the world, um, sort of South London. Yeah ish area so no that's cool i was just i'm always curious what brings people to uk because i moved out of it for a little while and came back so um yeah no i was just curious <laughs> um so i've got a couple of questions left for you then i can let you sort of like get on with the rest of your day if that's all right um so these are sort of questions that i uh, i do ask sort of every musician uh, that i speak to just to sort of gauge where they've come from um but what would you say are your three top albums that kind of shaped you to be the uh musician and person that you are today oh uh, <laughs> i actually got asked this by uh, echoes and dust and uh i really really struggled okay because um i am obviously very very influenced by metal like i i do listen to metal regularly i guess that's like my go-to scene yeah. or like the thing that i consider myself to be more part of but um, obviously my music isn't metal. <laughs> and uh, also, like, um, my background as a child, like, my early experiences with music were mostly either uh, my granddad, like, singing traditional Spanish songs to me. Okay. <laughs> or, or classical music. Um, so it's really hard. Uh, uh, I don't know. I mean... Some of the albums that I mentioned in uh, Echoes and Dust were uh, the self-titled album by Alice in Chains. I was like, Alice in Chains was like one of my favorite bands through like half of my teenagehood. Nice. Uh, then uh, there was another, which one, which more? Oh, um, I absolutely love Over, but they have this album, uh, Marriage of Heaven and Hell, that's just like a constant, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, what is even going on here? And I absolutely love it. So much. I think it's like a sneak peek into the creative process. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, of just like just going with the flow, like having some lyrics to jam over and just just letting the, the, the piece of the work, which in that case is like William Blake's poetry, just like take over. Yeah. And um, I, I think it also reflects really well, like this constant, almost like um tibetan wheel of inspiration in art you know like you create something and then you never know what that's going to inspire in someone else mm. um so i really like the that they just do they do that with that with that book of poetry and uh 
And then I also mentioned uh, Jarbo's sacrificial cake because, again, I think that's I'm I'm also like a really big fan of like Tori Amos and yeah. a bunch of other singer songwriters uh, like that. Uh, but I think like what Jarbo did, like that was like so early on as well. Um, and she's just her life as well. Like if you listen to some of her interviews, she's like such an interesting person. Mm. So um, yeah, I also mentioned like some classical pieces. Like I love Ravel very much and Debussy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. So, yeah, I don't know. Those are definitely something that I had to, like, sieve out of the pool of salad of influences. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to check out a couple of those. Obviously, I, I know the Alice in Chains one quite well, but the other two I don't. So um, that's why I ask, because it's, sort of, it's sort of a discovery piece for me, as well mm. as sort of, like, giving people the all kind of, uh, um, you know, where you sort of come from. So Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Um, and finally, um, last question. Um, what are your hobbies away from music? So when you aren't uh, writing, performing, um, doing anything like that, what, what do you do to kind of like wind down or if you need to sort of like escape from it for a little bit? I really like animals and I miss having cats very much. Uh, that's definitely my, my top one hobby, uh, <laughs> being in close proximity to cat, to cats. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I also like gardening very much. Okay. I, I live in a, I live in a flat, so I don't have a lot of gardening opportunities. Uh, I do take up all of, all of those that come my way. Uh, be it a uh, magically sprouting mango <laughs> on the kitchen counter, <laughs> which uh, literally happened in Scotland. Um, I don't, yeah, just, I was like, hey, go go for it, pal, you know, like, yeah. don't let anybody stop you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I, I really, really like gardening. When I've had, like, access to a garden, I've kind of, like, tried to grow my own stuff, and I really, I really enjoy that very, very much. Awesome. Just being in like contact with anything like that's not civilization, I guess. Yeah. It's a bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, that's fair enough. That's cool. Thank you. Um, so yeah, that's it, Amaya. Thank you very much. Um, Thank you. I do appreciate your time and everything. And uh, but good luck with your music. Um, I hope it doesn't delay your album much longer. Uh, what's going on right now? But um, yeah, stay safe and all that kind of good stuff. Same. Same to you. Thank you. Have a good rest of your day. All right. Same. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>